Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I am thrilled that you decided to join me, maybe for the first time, maybe for the hundredth time. I don't know. Either way, hi. I hope you are having such a fabulous day. And this is going to be a nice little kick in the booty for you. But per usual, all for your benefit, all to take you to the next level, all just reminders that you know deep down, reminders that I know deep down, but these things are just really easy to forget. And when I have the awareness that it's actually me that is in my way, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit because we have the ability, or if anybody's like me, I have the ability to create the most insane scenarios in my head and allow these fake scenarios to drag me way down sometimes. And I know that a lot of you can resonate with that. I know many of the women that I work with can resonate with that. And we just need to stop. We just need to get out of our own freaking way. It's us. We are the roadblock. We think it's other people. We think it's scenarios. We think it's clients or people on the internet or our spouses. And not to say that all of those things can't be a pain sometimes, but nine times out of 10, the problem is us. So in this episode, we're going to get into it. We're all going to endure a little kick in the booty in the best way. And we're going to come out the other end stronger, more wise, and ready to stop tripping over ourselves, basically. So I'm going to share five of the most common ways that I think we all, and this is applicable to all of us at some point, at some level. So five different ways that we very easily get in our way. And typically these things are super sneaky. These things you, you don't even catch. And again, like anytime I realize and I have the awareness, like, wait, 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 this is all me. Like I'm the problem. It's just, it cracks me up because it's like, wow, if only I could have realized that like a week ago or yesterday or two hours ago, you know, but what can you do? but just live and learn and laugh, live, laugh, love. (laughs) All right. So before we get into it, I have some news, this news, a few of you, lots of you are going to be very, very excited about. So remember a couple of months ago 
when I launched the five-week one-on-one intensive called Vibes. It was like my download that just came to me one day and I shared a story about it and I sold five spots within 24 hours. And it was just to date, one of my most favorite offers I've ever created to date. The clients have gotten the most insane results out of many of the clients that I've worked with. Like, it's just, this program is next, next, next level. Well, I've launched it twice and just, I've had the most amazing experience. So of the the women that I worked with, wait till you see these testimonials. They are like mind blowing. Well, I've been wanting to launch it again, but I wanted to reformat it in a way that is more accessible for more people and less one-on-one time for me. I really want to reserve my one-on-one energy for clients and my mastermind. So the way that I've reformatted this, I'm in love with, because again, more of you can get in and you get the same level of transformation, all of the same information, the same amount of time, all of the things. So I'm relaunching Vibes. And if you're not sure what Vibes is, it's a five-week program to set in motion your biggest, baddest year in business yet. So this is for the business owner who is ready to create and or revamp her offers. So this is for somebody who actually puts out her own offers, whether that you know, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a mentor, maybe you're a teacher or an educator, or you know, like you sell your own thing online. You're ready to create some more offers or again, revamp yours, make it more sexy, make it more fun, make it more in line with what you actually want to create. And you want to adopt a launch strategy that does two things for you. Number one, creates the revenue that you actually want to make. And number two, allows you to have the quality of life that you actually want to have. Both are very important. Trust me, you can make a lot of money and be freaking miserable because you're working yourself to death. So that is what Vibes is all about. Like I said, same information, same level of transformation, just a different format so that I can give it to you at a lower price point. Hallelujah. So this is going to be a hybrid program and mastermind. So you do get personalized support. You do get personalized feedback and lots of it, five weeks of it. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm so excited. Ah, This is uh, it's so good. So if you want to learn more about that, definitely go check out the link in the show notes. DM me on Instagram. Um, check it out soon because not only are there limited spots, but we have a couple of really juicy bonuses and a um, an introductory price point that's going to be increasing $1,000 soon. And if you look at that price point and you think anything, just trust me. Wait till you see the testimonials. I have a client who within five weeks made $30,000, like over $30,000. I have another client who tripled her, she left her job and within the time together, she tripled her old jobs revenue. Just insane. And obviously results are gonna vary, but with this program, you'll be able to take what you learn and relaunch and make that money back times 10. So 
the price is actually exquisite and underpriced, but I digress. Anyway, take a look. And if you have any questions, DM me on Instagram at Ellie I Reeves. Cool. So let's move on. So how I got the idea for this podcast, this specific episode is because I have been having conversations per usual, like every week with the women, the incredible women that I'm working with. And the amount of times I have said out loud or I've thought in my head, like, get out of your way, (laughs) get out of your way, get out of your way is mind numbing, honestly. But I, I empathize so much. And I've already said, like, this is something that we all deal with. And no doubt I catch myself here as well. But wow, wow, do we have the power to really slow ourselves down? Wow, do we really have the power to ruin our days, to make something out of nothing? Do we have the power to suck all the fun and life and hope out of a situation? It's so easy to do. It's too easy to do. And we all do it. So what I did, because there wasn't like one specific example. I mean, I have a lot, but I didn't want to like get too personal here. So I, instead of giving examples, I wanted to share like the, the ways again, that I see all of us doing this because there's many different ways that we do this. There's not just one way that we get in our way. There's, there's hundreds of ways that we get in our way. So I rounded up five of the ways that I personally see the most as a mentor and, um, and coach to, to other women and as a business owner and somebody who is also putting myself out there, somebody who is also pursuing growth and big dreams and big goals and, and all of the limiting beliefs and self-sabotaging thoughts that come with that too. Okay. And what's so interesting, and I realized this after I made the list, is that every single one of these is in our mind. Every single one. It all comes back to how we think and how we choose or choose not to manage our minds, which is fascinating, but also not fascinating at all because your, what's the saying? Your perception is your reality, right? Like what you are perceiving on the inside is what you are going to see on the outside. That's what's going to be reflected back to you. You can look at any scenario and see it. And this is how so many people can experience the exact same thing, but walk away with different takeaways and experiences and emotions and feelings about it right? This is how two people can ride the same ride in an amusement park and one is scarred for life and the other wants to ride again and again and again. You know, it's just like your perception is reality. It all, it all starts in your mind. It's amazing. So here are the ways that we easily get in our way. Number one, and these are in no particular order. Number one, overthinking can I get an amen? (laughs) Overthinking. We, and I think this is, 
I don't know. I, I personally would guess that this is probably, especially us females, we have this unique ability at uh, overthinking some of the best ideas, overthinking everything, but especially the best things. And then ultimately like talking ourselves out of some of the best things because of the overthinking. And again, this is like where we suck the life out of everything or not everything, but how we can suck the fun out of things. Or I see this a lot with creativity, right? I see a lot of women that I work with come up with some of the coolest ideas or we'll record a podcast or we'll write a post, but then just like over critique it to death because they're trying to make this person happy. And what if this person sees it? And oh, what if somebody is offended by this? And maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't want to get canceled, you know? And it's just like this constant overthinking to the point that you're the thing that came out of you pure and in its most probably powerful form is now reduced to something that's completely politically correct and not even in your voice anymore. And that's just like one way that we do this. We also do this by trying to be perfect. And comparing ourselves, well, we're not going to talk about comparison here. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, trying to perfect so many different things. I saw a video or a post, and man, I wish I could remember who it was by because I would love to give them credit. But I truly, I just paused to try and remember and I cannot remember. But the way that they said this was so eloquent. And and the, what they said was like, so many people wait to put out something until it's perfect. But what you don't realize is the perfection comes after you put it out. The perfecting can only take place after the mistakes, after you put it out into the world, after you actually give it, you know, take it for a ride, you know? And they said it's so much better than that, but it's so true. How many times have you thought about putting up something, um, a piece of content or launching something or wanting to start a business or anything? And you really like the idea at the time, but due to never feeling like you could get it quite perfect, it eventually fell stale or you felt like you weren't qualified. So you never did it. You never posted it. You never put it out there. You never went for it. And the person, their point of like, you know, the content that I saw, gosh, I wish I could remember, but their point is like, you, you'll never get it perfect before you put it out. Like you can't know. And, and obviously we can also have a conversation of like, what is perfect? There's no such thing as perfect. You know, to one person, it might be perfect. To somebody else, it might be trash. So like, that's a whole other conversation. But like, you can't attempt to make something better until you put it out there, unless you test it. So I just, I love that perspective so much. So we overthink, we try and make things perfect. And also we, we, all of us, 
we do this by creating like these what if scenarios, right? Well, I, I want to make that post, but what if, again, so-and-so sees, or what if people misunderstand me? I want to start that business, but what if it doesn't work? I want to raise my rates, but what if nobody buys? I want to hire that coach, but what if it doesn't work? I want to take that trip, but what if my whole family gets slaughtered while I'm gone? <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. <laughs> and because it, it's never good scenarios, right? Like we never imagine, I'm generalizing here. I'm sure some people with some training have gotten into the habit of imagining positive scenarios. But most of us, when we get caught into overthinking what if scenarios, it's always negative. It's like literally the worst case scenario. And I see this so often with the women that I work with, where we'll be outlining their new juicy offer. And we're like, okay, what price? And they're like, well, I'm super burnt out on this, you know, this price point. I want to hit this goal. But, but again, what if nobody pays or what if people get mad at me or like, what if, you know, who, who am I to do that? You know, what if people think that I'm too big for my own britches or whatever? And it's like always the negative, but what we so easily forget is that guess what? The positive case scenario is also possible just as like before you put anything out into the world you have equal odds of it going really well or it going really bad. I don't know if that's true for everything, but like, let's just roll with it. I think with a lot of things that can be, that's a case that can be argued. Before you do anything, before you put something out there, before you go for something, there's some chance it's gonna go incredibly like better than you can even imagine. And some chance that it doesn't work the way that you hope. But why is it that when we're thinking of doing the new thing or the thing that we really want, we automatically focus on the negative and we're like, bah, (laughs) what if this happens? And it's like, okay, but what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't, right? When is the last time you've thought about doing something and you took some actual time to think to yourself, what if this works? How would this feel in my body, in my soul, when this works, when this blows my mind and sit there not letting it be a fleeting moment, but actually obsessing over that as much as you obsess over the negative. Have you ever done that? I don't even know. I've done it. I've done it with certain things, like when I'm visualizing things going really well and and that kind of thing, but it's usually for bigger things, right? Like I I just got hired for my first paid speaking gig. And that that's like a big moment in my career. That's something that I've envisioned for ever since I started this business, probably before. It's like speaking on a stage 
to women and sharing like my soul and, and yeah, this like game changing message has been something I've, I've had it on vision boards. And this summer I am, I'm, I'm going to live that reality. I'm going to be speaking at unconventional, which is an event hosted by Colleen Nichols and the direct sales growth community. And I'm just freaking over the moon. And when I think about that, I allow myself to imagine killing it. Like, I'm so excited. I I know what I'm going to be talking about. I don't have it down pat yet, but like when I think about it, I, I imagine that. But when I think of smaller, smaller things, again, like my, you know, maybe my next launch or some other things that are coming down the pipeline for whatever reason, it's, I don't know why. I don't know. You would think the bigger thing would be the thing that you stress over. I'm not sure. But I get into this habit too of like, oh gosh, what what if this is another funky launch? Or what if I feel burnout again? Or what if, you know, people get in there and they don't like it? Or I don't know, you know, like what if people, you know, it's just like, we can go on and on and on and on. So these what if scenarios, I see it all the time. It's typically negative. And I think the reason why this happens is because it's just our brain trying to keep us safe. Our brain, our reptilian brain that's been there since the beginning of time is not fully involved yet. And it's still trying to keep us from getting eaten by the lion, right? So it's going to look at these scenarios and say, okay, how can we die here? <laughs> and a lot of times it's what comes up. What if, what if, what if, and it's, it's the negatives, but here's, here's some food for thought as well. Often, if you really think about it, the worst case scenario, that negative, what if that you very often probably let talk yourself out of something good, right? You could have the most amazing idea, but then you think of something, you're like, okay, never mind. But often that worst case scenario, it isn't even that bad, right? Like if it's genuinely not going to kill you, how bad can it be? Like, ooh, you put something out there and people didn't respond. Big deal, <laughs> right? You, you, you took a chance and you launched an offer and it didn't sell the way that you thought it would. Boo-hoo, join the club. You're in really good company. That's business, baby, right? Or what if somebody has something negative to say? Also, join the club. What if, you know, like all these things, if you really think about it, is it that bad? Or is it gonna be a tiny little bruise on your ego? Usually it's a tiny little bruise on the ego that we build up so big, so big that we let it talk us out of doing the thing that could move us forward in the direction of the business and the life that we actually want to create. It is so insane. So insane. So again, like these negative situations, they're not even that bad, but it's like the risk it's almost too much. Like we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be, we don't want to put ourselves out there and not come out on top. 
And again, like, okay, what does that mean? So like, again, you have, you have a failed launch or you got low engagement on something or whatever. Again, not that bad, but it's like, we make it bigger because we equal it to failure. And it's just not like, if you really want to talk about business and I saw it, <laughs> I am bouncing all over the place. I'm like so fired up, but I, luckily I remember where I saw this post from so I could give this queen some credit, but I saw a post the other day that said it perfectly. And it's by the content queen herself. That's actually her Instagram handle, the underscore content underscore queen, Rebecca Ives, which by the way, that's my middle name, which is super cool. But she made a post the other day that said, she's making more money than you because her pile of failures could eat your pile of failures for breakfast. Boom. And it's so true. Like so many people play small because they're afraid to fail. But the mind F of it all is your success is ultimately built on a bunch of big and tiny failures, a lot of them, grand scale and micro scale, right? Like tell me one successful business owner who owns a very successful business who has not failed. Like many of the people that we look up to started multiple businesses and it was like their 15th that finally took off, right? So many different examples. So that's kind of like the catch 22 of it all is you won't allow yourself to go there because you don't want to fail. But the key to your success is unlocked with the failures. Crazy, right? Okay. So overthinking the number one way that we get in our way, maybe not the number one, but it's number one on this list. Okay. Here's another way that we very easily get in our own way and slow ourselves down. This is one of my favorites. Creating imaginary stories. We are, you, like so many people are like, I'm not creative. And then I hear the absolutely insane stories that they are making up in their head about the people watching them. And I'm like, you're one of the most creative people that I know. Like, I don't know why you're telling yourself that. But this is, it's so easy to do. We all do it. Let's talk about it. So every single time that, again, you go to make a post or maybe you're having a conversation with a prospect and like, for example, let's say you're having a conversation with a podcast, uh, a podcast with a prospect and they don't convert and you then go and create a completely made up scenario in your head of why that happened. So instead of just saying, oh, she didn't buy the end, moving on, you go, oh, she didn't buy. So I must not be good enough. So my prices must be too high. So I knew this wasn't, I knew this was going to happen. She didn't buy. So she probably wants to go work with my competitor. How many times have you done that? Nobody's replying to my stories. So my stories suck. I'm shadow banned. <laughs> um, everybody hates me. 
<laughs> I do look stupid on camera. Like we all do this. Oh, so-and-so she commented on, on that girl's post, but she didn't comment on mine. She doesn't like me. Okay. It's where we take a very simple situation and we overcomplicate it with, again, in a completely imaginary scenario. Okay. I see this almost constantly with the women that I work with, with all the examples that I just shared. I have a client who she is launching something new. She's increasing her prices. She feels really good about it. And she has people reaching out to her, inquiring about this, right? Like, so the marketing is working. The offer is, it's clearly, it's making people want to learn more. And instead of seeing like all of the possibility and positive in that alone, in the interest alone, because people have not bought yet. And P.S. she has, I mean, today, this was days ago. We had this conversation, but like as of today, she still has three days in her launch, which by the way, is a freaking lifetime. (laughs) It is so long when you are launching, but you know, so this is in the beginning of the week and, and nobody's moved yet. And she comes on the call and she's like, I just, I don't, I don't think people are used to investing at this level. Or I don't think people can afford this, you know, this type of program. And, and things like, um, I don't know. I don't think I answered properly because she inquired and I gave her the information and I never heard back. So I must have said something wrong. And I'm watching, I'm like, what? Where are you? Wait, how do you know? What? Where are you getting this information? Like, how do you know these things? Because I sure don't know these things. Like, did they tell you that they can't afford it? Did they say, you know, did like literally a whole demographic of humans come to you and say, hey, we will collectively not pay this rate for this type of program? Because wow. And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, stop that. (laughs) That is not helpful. That is not helpful. And I see this a lot with, um, you know, like vibes, for example, in vibes, what I do is I help you map out your like super awesome offer suite, which is like a tier tier of offers, right? Like a low ticket offer, a mid ticket offer and a higher ticket offer, however you want that to look. And we do this a lot. You know, when we're talking about rates, it's like, well, you know, typically this industry, they just, they don't invest in personal development. And I'm like, what? Like a whole, a whole industry of people or they don't invest this much. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, so you know, the bank account information of every single person that you're going to be selling to? No, I don't know that. Right. You don't. So why are we talking about it right now? Like, why are we wasting our precious energy on something that like could or could not be true? So what I, and, and by the way, like I do this too, we all do this, you know, 
And what I say over and over and over again is when it comes to how your people feel about you or feel about your rates or what they can and cannot afford or what they're ready for at what time and, you know, insert any other situation here. When it comes to any of those, it's none of our business. It is none of your business. Your job is to not tell somebody what they can afford or when they want to afford something or invest in something. Your job is to not overstress and think about what somebody has going on in their personal life or who they're also working with or all the other things are stressed. It's what's the point? You can't control it. That's not your business and it's not your job. Your job is to show up in the best energy that you possibly can, create value and sell. Sell what you know is going to be incredibly valuable for your ideal client and something that excites you to put out into the world. The end, that's your job. Everything else, waste of your time. So this is just, it's so, again, it's so easy to do. And it just like, it siphons your energy. Siphons. And I know, I know so many people who spend way too much time doing this. Way too much time overanalyzing and overthinking their, you know, people on the internet and when's the right time to send this and what's the right price point and what's the best wording and are they really ready for this? And like, wait a second, you're going to make that decision for them. And guess what? Some people can't afford your rates. Some people aren't ready to invest in your thing. Some people don't like what you put on the internet. There are some people who aren't going to vibe with you. Like that's, you're not wrong, but that's not everybody. That's not even close. That's like, there's a fraction of people who are not ready for what you are putting out in this moment. But that's not to say they'll never be ready. And you're not even thinking about all the people that are ready and that like just need to hear it need to hear what you have to offer and what you have to say in your most powerful energy, but you won't give it to them because you're focused on the other people because you're creating all these imaginary stories in your head about things. Stop that. You're slowing yourself down. You're killing the vibe. Cut it out. So that's number two. Another very easy way that we get in our way is focusing on the negative. And I know that we've kind of already touched on this, but this is such a prevalent issue that I had to make this its own little example. Because this might be, hmm, let's see, if I had to rate these If I had to rate these, I would say this is probably the number one way that we get in our ways of focusing on the negative. What is going right, or I'm sorry, what is going wrong 
in this situation versus what is going right. I had a call today with one of my incredible clients and she is a freaking rock star, incredibly driven, just like everybody here listening. And she's like really taking things next level in her business. And she's, she's just putting herself out there in new ways and creating all this value and all these new offers. And it's exciting and it's new. And it's just like, so, I mean, this like brings up so many emotions for the seasoned entrepreneur. So for a newer entrepreneur, it's just like, it's like walking in the wild west without a flashlight. I don't know. It's like, it's just, you know, it can feel like a lot. And she gets on the call. She's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really happy. I'm, I'm glad with what we're doing, but you know, I just, I wish I was there faster. I wish I was, I wish I had these bigger results and, you know, and it's like, yeah, of course you do. Of course you do. And what else, you know, like that's normal. Like I want you to feel that way. So like what else, you know, and we're, we're talking through it. And then we get about like 20, 30 minutes in the conversation and she's talking about this thing and she's like, oh, and you know, I sold two spots for this. And I was like, wait, what? You sold two spots of this thing? And she was like, yeah. And I said, you didn't tell me that. And she said, oh yeah, I sold two things. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and it, it just, it was such a funny example of how, again, you know, it's hard to put our big dreams in perspective with our current results, because I don't know one person who's like, I, I mean, well, I can probably think of a few people who are super satisfied with their results and that's great. And, and, you know, thankful, of course, you know, we should all be thankful super. And I am too of our results, blah, 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 blah. But you get what I'm saying? Like we all want more and when you want more, when you know you're capable of more, when you have so much ambition and your physical current results haven't quite caught up to your admirable ambition, it's really easy to feel like you're behind or to feel like things aren't happening fast enough or you are not doing something right, you know? So this was just a funny example of like, my, my sweet client who is freaking killing it and things are working, but it's like, it's a little too easy to instead focus on like what's not working yet first. And it would just, you know, and, and this, it was like a mirror, you know, cause I, I do this myself every single day. And this is like, it's just this phenomenon. And again, it's, it's, this is our brain. It's what it's meant to do. It's meant to scan a room and tell you what's wrong and what's dangerous. And I know I do this like, and I've used this example before of where I walk into my living room and it could be darn near spotless for once. And where does my eye go? It goes to the Lego on the floor or the juice box sitting on my wooden table or the the Amazon package that Chris left out. Sure wasn't me, right? Um, you know, it's like your eyes just automatically go there and our minds do this too. So like we've kind of already pointed out, in any situation, 
literally any situation, you can find positive silver linings and you can also find negative worst case scenarios, why this didn't work. And you can go down either rabbit hole that you want to go down. And if you can do both, my argument is why not start training yourself to start seeing the negative first? When you catch yourself noticing the positive and focusing a little bit too much on the positive, can you train yourself? Can you trigger yourself in some way to stop and say, okay, what is also going right about this? What is also, I have another client who she is in a launch and had 10 spots open for her launch and midway through launch, not even midway, I think like two or three days into launch. And this is like a seven or eight day launch. So very early, she sells half the spots for like a good mid to high ticket offer. This is incredible. This is like, when we're talking about launches here, this is what we're looking for. And and she, and by the way, it's my experience that usually when you are launching something and you have some sort of price increase, plus like a firm cart close day, Usually that's when you're going to get the bulk of your sales. Usually you get a bulk of your sales right before a price increase, right before the cart closes because FOMO, or maybe if you have some bonuses and she sold half of her spots well before a price increase. This is like unicorn offer. The angels are singing queen. You have been blessed. Well done. And one of the things that she did for this offer is she had affiliates and she had an affiliates, what they do, they've taken the program before. So then they, because they loved it so much, they then help you promote the program and they can sell spots on your behalf. And maybe you give like them, you could give them a cut of the sales, which is typically what people do, or maybe they get a promo code or something, you know? So she was utilizing pro, uh, affiliates and her, yeah, she, she came to me and she was like, yeah, you know, she gave me this scenario and and she said, but here's the thing. Half of those spots are like, most of those spots that sold were actually by affiliates. So like, I'm wondering like, what am I doing wrong? Or should I not use affiliates? Or I can't remember exactly what she said, but like she was focused on the fact that the spots came from her affiliates versus her. And this is such a perfect example of focusing on the negative. And by the way, to be completely fair, I'm her mentor, you know, so she's like supposed to come to me with like, and, and point these things out and ask these questions and be super honest. So I probably would have done the same thing. And I'm glad she did. I'm glad she did voice this question because I was able to talk her through it. But this was such a really good example. And what I explained to her was like, queen, you, you, used affiliates for a reason to help you sell. Like we should be celebrating the fact that you didn't even have to sell those spots. Like most of the spots weren't even sold by you. You got to like lean back and, you know, live your life. Like this is the power. This is what we want. Otherwise, why are we bringing on affiliates? You know, 
And also, and I pointed out to her like, girl, he's like, you're halfway done. And we're not even halfway through launch. Like, that's insane. That's so freaking exciting. So that's just another example that's come through recently that it's just, it's so easy to do this. And, and I get why. I totally get why. So how can we break that conditioning? How can we break that habit of focusing on the negative? Another thing that we do to very easily get in our way is getting into the habit of focusing on our end goal rather than enjoying the ride. This one's tough. And I'm sure you've heard those sayings where it's like, it's not the destination, it's the journey, right? And any guru who has built anything or who is, you know, spiritually gifted, like this is the whole sentiment of life is it's like, the point, the reason why we're here is the now, like this moment right now. And the process of building and creating what it is that you want to create, not the thing that you're actually creating. But that's a tough one. Because again, every single one of us here, we're so ambitious we have an inkling of what we're capable of, or we're starting to get an inkling of that. We have big dreams. We have big goals. We, we want to do things differently. We want to be the, the, the one in our family that does things different and change the trajectory of our lives and our generational curses, you know, and all the things and all that's great. But often we put so much pressure on where we're headed. And it means so much to us. We attach so much meaning. We attach so much pressure. So on our path there, we're miserable. We're stressed. We're stressed that we're not getting there fast enough. We're stressed that somebody else is already there. We're stressed that we might not ever get there right? We, we overthink, we overcomplicate. We, again, just take all of the fun out of it. I would say out of all of these, I'm probably the queen of this one. This is the, probably the one where I walk away with a gold star. Like <laughs> I, I do this a lot. This is very easy for me to do where it's like, we have our eye on the prize, but until we're there, we don't allow ourselves to be happy. Until we get there, there's a part of ourselves that refuses or doesn't feel like it's allowed to feel worthy or accomplished or insert the thing you want to feel here, abundant, successful. And it's cray-cray. And again, like these gurus... If you read any any spiritual book or talk to anybody who's smarter than me, they will tell you it, that that again, it's it's the journey. But also, anybody who has built anything and that has accomplished a really big goal, they will probably all tell you the same thing: that you're gonna get 
to the top of that mountain only to look up and see the next mountain. You're going to hit that 10 figures a month, 10 figures. Oh my God. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) maybe we'll all hit the 10 figures a month. No, the, excuse me, you're going to hit the five figures a month, six figures a month, six figures a year, you know, seven figures, eight figures, whatever the goal is for you. You're going to get there only to be greeted with your next goal. So the point is we never arrive. I think there, I mean, I'm sure there are people like the people who climb Mount Everest, right? They get to the top. They're like, Ooh, girl, I arrived. Like I'm going to sit here for a minute. But when it comes to, I think like building businesses, especially and achieving this level of goals, there's always going to be something more to reach for. And that's a beautiful thing. There's nothing selfish about that. We're here to grow and evolve. That's literally why we're here. So this, if you fall into the trap in the habit of being miserable on the journey or not allowing yourself to live fully and be your fullest expression of yourself and like enjoy life now, then your whole life is going to be miserable because you're going to hit the goal. And then again, like I said, you're going to look around and be like, ah, I just hit six figures. Now we're going for seven. I just hit this. Now we're going for that. So focusing on the end goal rather than enjoying the ride, it prolongs the process. It takes the fun out of it. It's getting in our way. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, and I've experienced this myself. When you finally take that goal off the pedestal, and you finally say, you know what? I like, I believe I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there at some point. I don't know when. Nobody knows when. It doesn't matter. Some people might get there faster. That's their journey. This is my journey. I likely will get there, but I'm not going to stress on when. And when you can detach on that level, you can still want it but detach with the how and the when and all of the the funkiness that we often will attach to that. And you just focus on the now and having fun. What happens most of the time is you get there a lot faster. You have your head down, you're living your life. And the next thing you look up, you're like, oh, look at that. I'm making five figures a month. I achieved that thing. I just got booked for that thing. Because your energy is different. You believe, and that doesn't mean you're not putting in the work. You're putting in the work with faith, but you're not miserable. You're not killing your magic in the meantime. And then finally, the last way that I see many of us easily getting in our way is refusing or forgetting to acknowledge how far we have come on our journey thus far. This is really easy to do. I might be the CEO of this one too. And it's very similar to the one we just talked about, right? We we want a lot for ourselves. We have high expectations for ourselves. We 
want to be that person who does it fast and who does it different and who changes the game. And that's all very beautiful and admirable. And you're allowed to want that. But it's really easy to, again, lose that perspective. It's really easy to have really big goals and then compare where you are now to that and feel like, holy crap, I'm so far away. I'm so small compared to that thing. I'm nowhere near it. And then notice how how slow things seem to be moving when in reality, it's moving so much faster than you even think. So I think a perfect example of this is like our kids, right? Or like when you were a kid growing, literally growing inches. Like if you look at a person or your kid every single day, you're not going to notice that they're growing. You don't look at them and say, oh, you grew an eighth or a 16th of an inch last night. They, they're just like your little tiny person. But then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you look at your kid and they're four and you see a video of them when they were two and you can't stop crying because you're like, what happened? Oh my God. That just happened to me, by the way, a little too real. Or maybe you have like a niece or nephew who you see on the holidays and you saw them for Christmas last year and then you saw them again for Christmas this year. And it's like, you grew like a weed, right? That's the same for us. We are growing just as fast, but if but we are in the day-to-day. We are in the thick of it. We are the child that, that we are looking at in the mirror every single day. And we're like, nothing's happening. <laughs> Nothing is happening. This is moving so slow. We need to practice zooming out. And what that means is, I don't know what that means. (laughs) It just means zoom out, right? It's like when you're so close to something, I guess like, let's use the scenario of your kid. You know, when you're, when you live with somebody, when you live with your kid, you don't notice the 16th of an inch that they're growing every single day, right? But if you didn't see your kid for a couple of weeks at a time, or or if you compare a picture of your kid today versus a picture of your kid a month ago or six months ago, there's going to be a drastic difference. So can you zoom out in the same way on your life and business? You will likely see the same, if not bigger, leaps and bounds in your growth and your business's growth. And probably just you as a person is mind-blowing enough. This is really easy to forget to do. And especially when we get into the habit of comparing ourselves to other people who, for whatever reason, they seem to be doing it easier and faster and whatever, it's hard. Zoom out. Give yourself some credit. You are killing it. You're probably killing it a lot more than you're giving yourself credit for. But if you won't give yourself credit, if you won't see what a badass you are, how can anybody else toot your horn, even just to yourself? So this is why I love making posts 
like, and you don't have to do this, but like, for me, this is why I love sharing my numbers with you and being honest about where I'm at. Because, you know, if I go back six months and listen to a podcast, I'm like, holy crap, that's when I hit 20K a month. And that was like my biggest goal. Now look where I am now, you know, or that's, oh my gosh, that's, that's when I filled out my mastermind and I couldn't imagine filling out a mastermind or, oh my gosh, that was before I started podcasts and now look at my podcast. That's when I was scripting my podcast and crying over episodes. And now like, I'm just riffing. What? That's insane. We grow so much. We grow so fast, but we're so close that we cannot see it for what it is. Zoom out, give yourself some credit. And please, for the love of God, get out of your own way. I love you. I hope this was helpful. If so, you know what to do. I would love a testimonial if you feel it or if you have some time or shoot me a DM. Ever since I started mentioning how much DMs mean, more of you are sending me the most heartfelt, kind DMs. And when I tell you it is changing my life, like it is everything to me. Just the fact you took a couple of minutes to say that you enjoyed an episode or even just like sharing a screenshot. Like we don't have to talk. We don't, it's okay. I get it. Sharing a screenshot, sharing it with your people. It's all just, uh, it means the world. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this. I love you. You're a queen. Stop slowing yourself down. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Reeves. And or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.